What's up guys, Rick here. Before we get started, I just wanted to make a few notes about this very unique podcast that you're about to listen to. We actually simulcast the full match on my YouTube channel, the Rick Run Good YouTube channel. That's youtube.com forward slash Rick Run Good, where you can see all of the action play out as we talk through it. Will's mic for the first minute or so sounds like he's on the phone, but don't worry, that issue gets resolved quickly as we hop into the gameplay. And we lose Greg around the 17th hole, but if you've made it that far, then you know what? God bless you. This is an experimental podcast. We're trying new things during this time, so whether you like it or you hate it, let us know. Leave your comments in the Apple reviews or tweet us at First Cut Pod. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and we've got something new, something a little crazy, something a little fun for today. Let me bring in Greg Ducharme, my usual partner in crime. Hey, Greg. How you doing, Rick? I'm, I'm uh, so excited for this. It's a quite a unique experience, and I think this is proof of one thing and one thing only. Well, maybe it's proof of two things. One, cabin fever is real, and two, um, it can... It can show what your imagination has in store. So I hope everybody enjoys this today. Yeah, we are trying something new and I'll explain everything that's going on, but let's bring in uh, our guest for this, my opponent, Will <laughs> Brinson, CBS Sports senior NFL writer and host of the Pick 6 Pod. Hey, Will. What's going on, Rick? This is my uh, second crossover CBS crossover pod of the day. And with all due respect to FFT, I'm way more excited about this uh, as, a, uh, as, a, as, a, as a, a like DFS is, I told uh, EK, here's our pods are at one point in like the last six months. I was like, look, if you want me to switch and just be a golf guy, like I'm at, like, I'll go full golf. I'm ready to go full <laughs> golf. Uh, and I'm glad that we have, we have some golf on the horizon, but this, this, the combination of getting to play a video game and we're getting paid to like play a video game and a golf video game at that is uh, is a pretty remarkable thing. I wish that 18 or 15 year old me, uh, could know that this was coming in the future. He would have studied harder or, or maybe played more games. Yeah. So uh, this is really just an excuse for us to play video games, but here's what's, yep. here's what's going on. Uh, Will and I share a similar affection for the video game called the golf club 2019, which is a pretty accurate, uh, you know, resemblance of real world golf. So him and I are going to battle it out at a great, uh, you know, Augusta national clone. You'll recognize the holes. It'll look good. It'll sound good. And we're also going to enlist the help of Greg to run through a simulated masters that I have created. So I, in my model, in my algorithm, have actually simulated the results for what would have been the masters this week, Greg. Now, you know who has already won this. Don't spoil it, but pretty interesting stuff. This is fascinating stuff. <laughs> the, the, you know, when you think about a simulation in the game of golf, one thing that comes to my mind is, well, there's no, you lose the randomness. You're going based on past results. You're going based on uh, statistics, likely knowing you, Rick, there's some strokes gained elements in there oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, in, in course history, elements like this, who knows what happens with weather. So my big concern when I hear, well, we're going to play some spreadsheet golf is, well, okay, Rory McIlroy is going to win. Dustin Johnson's going to be near the lead. Brooks Kepka is going to be right there in the mix. Um, and all of those could be true. But what I've noticed is there is a little bit of randomness round to round to round. So it, it, it is captivating to me. And I can't wait to figure out 
how it works for you, how, like how you actually designed this. I, I can't wait to hear that. Love it. Love it. Well, we'll get, we'll get into it. Will, are you, uh, are you ready to rock and roll here? We can, uh, we can get, I, I need to click. I, I have click ready. Oh, we're, we're, we're playing. All right, here it is. Flyover number one, par four, Greg. This is a, uh, this is a nice little opening hole. Looks, looks good so far, doesn't it? It looks really good. Uh, reminisce. It's, it's a, it's a, uh, I would say a very, very good clone. It's one of the more difficult holes uh, on the golf course. That green can be just brutal. So I'm excited to see how this green plays here. And here's Rick in a, a maroon top, a striped <laughs> bottom shirt, rugby style collar. Looks good. And that's just a perfectly played tee shot. Will it sit down? It looks like it jumps into the, uh, it looks like it jumps into the first cut there. Too, too uh, strong. Too see strong. if you can hold, we'll see if you can hold it there. Well, see what you don't know, Greg, is that was Rick trying to remind you that the name of this podcast is in fact the first cut podcast. That's right. Subscribe and listen to wherever you get your podcast. <laughs> No, Will's going to have to watch out here because the wind is a little bit off the left, yeah. but it looks like he's played here before because he knows exactly <laughs> oh, yeah. what to do. That has split the middle. What a shot. Very, very well done. Well, in my, in, in, you know, it helps. Sometimes you don't want to have the honors because I uh, – Well, you learn a little bit, I right? I played off a of Rick's shot there and, uh, and, and cheated a little bit there to figure out which side he was going to. Now, in this case, you do not have the honors because you're yeah. quite a ways back behind Rick here. And it looks like you got a little bit of, of a long shot in here, maybe a five iron into this green, uh, which which could be difficult to hold up the hill. Oh, you did hold. Oh, that's a good shot, Will. That's a good spot to putt from. That'll be an uphill little hook putt. Not too bad. What I'm curious to see in this game is how it comes out of the first cut, no pun intended. What's well, not a great swing. I found, okay, little left. I don't know about you guys, but I found that the hardest thing on this game is that um, ooh, that's going to be a little, slip, a little slider. Uh, yeah, wait till you see this one. Oh, boy. The hardest thing on this game for me is like judging the percentages of those second shots based on where they're sitting. Like, I, I just find it to be extremely difficult. Right. You have 86. It's an it's 86 percent. How far is that going to go? Look at this. What is that? Oh! <laughs> and that was quick. You, I mean, you barely hit that, Rick, and it got all the way past the hole. That was pretty good. Now, the first hole, interestingly enough, in your simulated golf here, yeah, the first hole near the top of the leaderboard, it did yield a number of birdies uh, in round one anyway. Uh, I, there's a couple of – I, I see a one. Of double Bang. But not very many. Will adds another birdie to the list here. Uh, in a completely different tournament, but very, very nice. <laughs> now, yeah. So, Greg, it's actually funny you bring that up because that's the that's the thing I'm probably most proud of with that simulation is that it really does reflect um, true Augusta National scoring rates. So, like last year, for example, there were only five holes that played under par. Um, it was the four par fours, and I think number three. And the way that I kind of built that model was to, to reflect that. So it, it came very, very close to, you know, the, the, dif the difficult holes playing, you know, more difficult and the easy holes playing a little bit easier. So you have actually used, correct me if I'm wrong, you use past scoring averages as we look at the second hole, the downhill par five. Which, look at that pin. Look at that I pin mean, location. There's been a lot of memorable shots to that hole. <laughs> location there. But Rick, you're actually using scoring averages from past tournaments and and you actually put them into the in, into this simulation yeah so the, the the big factors of it are obviously you know each player's long-term form short-term form so guys that you know like jordan spieth for example you know long-term really good results yeah. short-term not so much um 
course history when available at Augusta. And then, yeah, like the hole by hole scoring because we get it every year. And because it plays so similarly, it, it like you can really work that stuff into a model and be pretty confident about it. So it does actually take into account um, a lot of the actual historic, you know, scoring rates for, for Augusta. For Augusta. It's very interesting to see as Rick hits his second here, uh, or his first rather. Second, Ooh, oh, that's, perfect. Hill. that's a perfect kick. And that's going to get way down the hill. That is greedy. And, I love it. <laughs> well, I heard you saying, hang on on that. You, I mean, you split the middle right there. I, what was wrong? The, it's like a Hideki Matsuyama one-handed finish. <laughs> see, the thing about this game though, I've found, and you know, correct me if I'm, wrong, if I'm wrong, Rick, but like, if you you can as long as you hit the perfect tempo on your drives you're typically going to end up in a pretty good spot it's when you mess up the tempo that it that it really goes sideways i i feel yeah the getting the the correct swing tempo you know back at the right rate forward at the right rate is more important than Than being anything yeah yeah exactly because if you if you go fast or you go slow, then you see the ball kind of get all wonky and, and you'll yank it or you'll leave it short to the right. It's 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 you got to be yeah. right on your tempo. I can't tell how much the lie matters either. Like it, I, you, they they tell you it matters a ton, but I'm just not sure it matters all as much as they claim. No, I don't think so. Not especially not from the fairway. So right now, speaking of being in the fairway, Will has That's a sure. shot. It's a memorable shot here, and he misses to the right. You have the right hole location on number two, which is one of my, on the Augusta National property, one of my favorite greens on the property. Uh, I think the design of it, with the with all the width that they have in the fairway, you really have to, you can tell it's designed for a, a, a third shot, and you're, you're playing your second shot into these pockets where you can access a hole location. Uh, in, in today's game, and in this game that we're seeing right now, uh, you can actually get at this green in two. And we remember the most memorable shot for me is, is Louis Oosthuizen's hole out for double eagle on this hole on number two. I mean, you, you remember that, uh, Will? Oh, yeah. Um, we, uh, we, we did some fun Masters facts earlier in the week with Sean Martin and, and Kyle Porter, and that was the fourth albatross in Masters history. There's only been four of them, which I don't know if I was surprised about or I was like, oh, no, that makes sense. It's like hard you guys, to- Do you guys know the other two? I mean, the oh. only other one I know is the shot heard around the world which was Gene Sarah's in on hole number 15. I don't, I don't remember. Um, I, they were said, they were said earlier in the week, but I do not remember what they were. That was definitely one that shot heard around the world. This is an absolutely devilish little chip here. See, this is the thing. This is, this is the thing about this golf course. We know about how fast the greens are, right? You, you know, they're always going to be quick, but it's, it's more than that. It's the slopes and it's hard to access a whole location like this it, it's just every it seems like every putt you end up with is challenging it's hard to get it below the hole sometimes um especially on a, a hole like this where you have that hole location way over on the right and the green tilts to the right you're you're likely going to have a downhill putt because there's not a lot of room to the right of that hole well you are like that was lucky that was lucky. right now that was lucky that was speedy You've rolled yep. in birdie putts on the first two? It's because it's my wife came down, and she, she yeah, whenever <laughs> I play golf around my wife, I just tend to get white hot. <laughs> now, Jordan Spieth in the model, actually, you're a little better than Jordan Spieth, because in round one, Jordan Spieth made a par at number two. He wouldn't make his first birdie until number three, um, but I will give you a little hint as to what he did. It, starting off in round one, he went out in 34, and he ended up his – he ended the first round with – a 71 now uh rick when you do uh this simulation 
how if you weigh factors like course history and recent form, what what is the balance between them? Because to me, Jordan Spieth is probably the most uh, when when he gets to Augusta National in a typical year, he has the most the widest range of difference between those two. On one case, he's not playing very well. We haven't seen great results, but at Augusta National, we always see great results. Yeah. The, All right, one sec. I'm going to hit out of sand here. <laughs> the course history stuff for Spieth, he probably gets uh, he probably gets hurt because I don't go back too far, right? Especially for Augusta, where you get guys who play it year after year after year after year, especially with the with the past champion status. That um, you know, even even three or four years, you're not getting like peak Spieth. So it's, it's definitely incorporated, but I feel like Spieth might not get uh, as much credit as he should. It's very interesting. I mean, he, so he starts off with 71, as I said, 72 in the first round, which one under par, that, that will make the cut just about every single year. So we love seeing that. And in his third round, if I'm not going too far, just because we brought Spieth up, he shoots 74. So uh, I, I kind of, I tend to agree with you just after those three rounds, my prediction would be that Jordan would have a little bit of a higher performance than that. I, I think he would tend to do a little, uh, a little better than that, unless the conditions were extremely difficult. Do you weigh in conditions? What, what do you do about conditions? Is it like an average over, over the years? Yeah. So generally it's just um, right. So like the, I know what the winning scores have been, right? So I generally try to keep it around that. So anything between, Oh man, Will and I are making a mess out of this. Yeah, this oh, is a oh, wait. Wait. <laughs> Rick spoke too soon because that went in. <laughs> that was that was a shank that went in. Like it just caught the cup and dropped. Um, but yeah, we are making a mess out of this out of this third hole a little bit here. Oh my god. Oh my god. See, this is the thing about Augusta. <laughs> National. What am I shooting? I was two under. What am I shooting here? <laughs> this is for bogey. This it will always okay. bite you. And playing the format today, uh, it, being stroke play this you're gonna to have to hang around until the very end because to me the most difficult part of this game is definitely putting and the most difficult part of augusta national is definitely putting so i, I yeah. think you're gonna see some solid ball striking rounds uh this is a debacle not so solid scores will will is currently doing his best ernie ells impression um oh man <laughs> oh no <laughs> come on will you got this buddy a disaster i should just putted it underneath the problem is, oh, guys, too soft there, too. Oh, boy. No, you got it. The man. problem is, like, if you – the angles and, like, the speed on some of these greens is, like, if you – I just threw up a snowman after going – I went bogey, birdie, birdie, snowman at the Masters. It's like Ben on at yeah. the yeah, – Yeah, it was pretty on. And it doesn't get any easier as the, the thir no. fourth hole is this long downhill par three, 240 yards. Like, this is just begging for, uh, for trouble, too. And, you know, it's not even – that. that's not even the most, most difficult hole. I mean, looking at your model, round one, I, there are a number of bogeys. Not really very many double bogeys on that hole. I mean, I, Dylan Fertilli made a double bogey in the first round. Uh, there was another one from Corey Connors. A, a number of bogeys. Not uh, There's a couple of double bogeys here. But these are – I mean, we're way down. These are some guys that are definitely going to miss the cut who are making doubles there. The, the challenge here is, is, again, it's all about the greens. And this is a, a difficult green, but I would say it's a little bit softer than, say, the green on number three, which, you know, I, I really like that element of the course. 
Patrick Reed was the first round leader, right? Greg, Patrick you have Reed it there in front of you. First round leader. Something, something really, really low. Sixty-three. He shot sixty-three in the first round. Uh, John Rahm shot sixty-five, right behind him. Rory mm-hmm. McIlroy shot sixty-six. So those are three guys you would you would definitely suspect of being up there. There are not a lot of rounds in the sixties. We have uh, Shane Lowry, the Open champion. He shot sixty-nine in the opening round. You had another sixty-nine from Tommy Fleetwood. And but a, a lot of rounds in the 70s, a lot around 72, some 75s, um, definitely some high scores. We had a, a 78 in the first round from Camp Champ. Uh, he would go on to make the cut. He actually ended up doing pretty well. Um, so very interesting to see. But yes, Patrick Reed goes out, and I'll tell you a little bit about his first round because this is this is pretty nuts. Starts off birdie birdie, makes a par at number three. This hole that we're playing right now the downhill fourth, the par three, he makes a two there. So uh, that's pretty good. Then he backs it up on number five, which is the hole that Tiger Woods made bogey on all four days last year. He makes birdie there. Number six, uh, the, the par three, depending on hole location, I don't know what you do about hole locations. I guess they're probably traditional hole locations, but he makes uh, another two there. So he goes two, three, two in, in four, five, and six. And then why not adds another birdie at number nine. Um, he does, does make bogey at 10, but where he really gets it all going is the eagle at 13. Oh, and, that's right. Uh, that, the eagle at 13 was huge, and then he birdies 15, and he birdies 17 coming in. So he shoots 63 with two bogeys. He makes bogey at 10, and he makes bogey at 14, and shoots 63. That's the lowest score at Augusta National ever, um, tie, tied with Nick Price and – Greg Norman as well. Neither of them won the event. So will Patrick Reed be the first one to shoot 63 and win the tournament? We shall see. (laughs) We shall see. I'll tell you a little something about the pin locations, but will, who, who would have been your guy to win, to win it this week? had the masters been played. Um, man, it was hard to, I mean, like you hate to go against Brooks. Obviously I don't think, I don't think DJ was in the sort of form that you wanted to see him in. I sort of thought that um, I haven't talked talk about golf in weeks. This is it feels very bizarre. Um, I kind of thought that. I mean, I don't want to. I don't. I know what your sim results are, so I don't want to. <laughs> like, I, like, I was in on the guy that like that, that you ultimately had winning. He's been playing so well, and I thought he was due. Um, I would have. Uh, oh, sorry. oh, oh race, well, race again. This Will, is already that was Maybe I should have made Jordan speed. You've made like 130 feet of putts already. It's ridiculous. Awesome. Yes. Long one at one. Another long one for birdie at two. Uh, a, a lot of putts at number three. Yeah. And a <laughs> maybe, maybe I was going to – actually, no, I think I was going to go um, with Sungjae. I know that he'd cool. been like really hot, but like – and that's sort of – is that too uh, bandwagony? I just no. feel like the way he was playing – like he was just putting it all together and you forget how young he is. Like he's still like 21 years old. He's very, is that cool demeanor? I, I just, that, that would be my, my one concern with him at Augusta is the youth yeah. and not because he's immature. Not, there's nothing about his game that speaks to me in a way that I, I wouldn't like it. Uh, his game suits Augusta national very well, I think, but experience tends to be a really valuable factor unless you're a Jordan Spieth 
or a Tiger Woods. Tiger had only played the course. I mean, it was his first, when Tiger won in 97, it was his first event as a professional. He had played in the Masters twice before uh, as an amateur. One year he was a low amateur, one year he missed the cut. But you have to have some experience there. And I just, I worry about that a little bit with the Sung J in. Uh, I would agree with that. Sung J M fans over here, Will. This is like the fan club. Huge. Yeah, it's almost like you knew that coming in here. No, I love. So I, I'm a huge, I'm a huge Sung Jay guy too. Although I had Tommy in the one and done when he splashed at the at the Honda. Was it the Honda? Oh yeah, on yeah. ET at Honda. Unbelievable. So Sung Jay M shot seventy five seventy the first two rounds, um, which you know I I could I could see that the greens just are they're so challenging. You have to know what's going on. You have just some really difficult holes like this one right now where uh, Will is approaching the fifth green here from shy of the bunkers, a little ball above his feet lie. And when you get onto this green, if you get over that little false front here. Oh, which, see, if you miss just sure. not. <laughs> if you miss, it goes over there. Uh, I've got trouble too. Look at this. I, I can't even see where I'm at here. Now, Rick, yeah, what kind of trouble do you Rick. play with in this game? Is it the, is it the. I, I've got the master clubs. Okay. Yeah, so I, I'm just going to try to – I can't even see where I'm going here. I'm just going to try to smack one out. Let's see what we get here. This does not uh, look good. Oh, it does get out. Yeah, okay. caught, caught, some, caught some branches on the way through. So it's basically a layup into this par four, that pin way in the back. So this is going to – You know, I actually I, – I think that pin is okay. I think you can access that whole location there. You just keep it to the right a little bit because um, if, you're, if you're flag high left here – it will end up in that back bunker and you nearly, Oh man. You called I, it. <laughs> I called it. Yeah. So you got a little left of that flag and end up in the back bunker. And now you're short sided. Now you're in real trouble. Now let's see what Jordan speed. I mean, Will Brinson. <laughs> yeah. I'm staring. I'm staring down a big number right now. So what did, um, you know, it's a couple of other young players. One guy that I had in mind, going into masters and I wasn't sure about him. He was just a guy I was interested to see what he would do was Abraham answer. And I've been yeah. watching this guy all year long uh, it, after the president's cup. Like to me, Abraham answer is a guy that it, this hits pretty hard. Um, the, the, the delay here. And I, I mean that only in a, in, when we talk about all these guys, I mean it only in a tournament perspective, how is their, their performance? What's the perspective of that? Because we, we know the scope of all this, so we're not making light of it. I'm just I, I, To me, Abraham answer with this layoff, he's on a little bit of a hot streak. He's coming off a President's Cup, which to me gave him a ton of confidence. And I'm looking at him now in the simulated round. He goes out 71 in round one. In round two, uh, starts off with a 35 again. So he's two under at the turn and uh, another 35 coming in. He comes in in 70, so three under through two rounds, which puts you – I mean, Patrick Reed's right up there. Patrick Reed shot 63 in the first round, and I'll give it away now. He ends up with 72 in the second round, so he's sitting nine under. Three under still in the mix. What do you guys think of, of a, a player like Abraham Answer at, at the Masters? I will tell you what I think as I drain this bogey putt. Is this, his first, time, is this his first time playing? Oh um, I, so he played – last year as well he did get into the masters last year as well okay yeah i mean i think the obviously the first time thing is a big big factor for me so that that would i like answer a lot i mean I, you know i watched obviously watched the president's cup i thought he played really well i think he's a guy who could fly under the radar as a, as a nice value i read who you mentioned i think i think was on my radar too like if only because a, a he's playing well and b 
um, he's like so hateable. <laughs> yeah. I, I just feel like people are like people, people don't. Patrick Reed is, I'm trying to, I mean, sort of Brooks Kepka like in the sense that people don't want to jump on him because they just dislike him. Right. Uh, just a quick correction here on my part. Abraham Answer did not play Masters last year. So this would have been his first time, his first go at it. So uh, 70, 70, 71 would have been, I think he would sign up for that because he'd sure. put you into pretty good. In place. Yeah. So we are now through five holes. Uh, we look like first timers out here. Will is three over. I'm two over. I just made triple on number five from the pine straw. And now we're heading to another par three. Disaster catch that well, it's not a disaster the long into, into the back left portion one day there will be a whole location back there and <laughs> just not back. today <laughs> it's just a tough putt that you know that putt over this. there yeah when you have the the whole location in the back right up on that top shelf if players hit it into the back left side of the green which is very easy to do uh even if you don't I'm hook it like both of you guys get a little quick from the top there yeah. hook it a little bit to the left even if you miss that whole, you know, 10 or 15 feet left of it, it it's going to feed all the way down there anyway. Um, so it's not a horrible place to be. But that's a where where Will is there. You'll see guys pitch it from the green sometimes there. Wow. Because um, you have that little tongue in the middle, back middle portion of that green. I was going to say, you might have to. Enough break. Oh, am I still, oh, I'm off the green, so I'm, st I'm not out, but I'm off the green. So let me just knock this bad boy out. Okay, that's makeable, but if you miss, it could go 40 feet by. Yeah, settle down. Jeez, oh, man. Man, they are quick. They are really, really quick out there. So, Will, what are you guys doing over at the Pick 6 Pod? I saw you're doing – are you doing mock drafts? Is that what you guys are up to? We got our prospect rankings up this week. Uh, Josh Edwards just joined us to do uh, – uh, uh, running back prospect rankings. Ryan Wilson is going to do uh, wide receivers on Thursday. And then um, Pete Prisco is going to do tight end and offensive lineman on Friday. And we did a, uh, a fantasy, a, a, a football draft, a football movie character mock hmm. draft. Wow. Who go I like who goes, who goes first in that draft? Uh, I had the first overall pick. I took steam and Willie Beeman. Oh, well, yes, of course. By the way, I like Will taking my play there, uh, pitching it. Yeah, no, that was a straight up listening to your, <laughs> your play. <laughs> yeah, so Will, Will just had a pretty good chip there. You look there. at the draft coming up. You got anyone – is there any, uh, any, anyone sneaking under your radar? Like, like for instance, who, who's your top running back? Uh, I like DeAndre Swift out of Georgia as the top running back. Um, nice little Masters theme there too, right? Uh, yes. He, um, he's so explosive. You can use him in the passing game. Um, Josh compared and we recorded the podcast on uh on I've lost track of days but Tuesday and uh Josh I thought I had a good comparison of him to Dalvin Cook which is kind of interesting yeah. like you know a guy who can get to the edge and once he made he like so sneaky about making the turn but when he makes the turn he, he cuts it and he can turn it on fast and just a breakaway uh you know a breakaway runner so I have, I, have him, I have him as my number one pretty far above the rest of the guys I think Maybe you think of the next the the two recent running backs coming out of Georgia too, and it's quite yeah. a good fit. I mean, Nick Chubb has been, I would say, one of the best backs in the league, and Sony Michelle has been really valuable as well. So, oh yeah, and uh, Todd Gurley too. Oh yeah, don't forget about him. Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, Georgia running backs, man. And now at the par four seventh, Will off the tee. This one just up the left side, fading back to the middle. 
that that's a tough fairway to hit. You know, the thing about number seven, hole number seven here uh, at Augusta National, if you think about the general layout of the golf course, you have on number one, you have that fairway bunker that cuts into the middle of the fairway and, and it asks you for it asks you for a fade off that tee. There's a lot of curve in that shot visually. Number two, then just the same, going down the hill, you have the fairway bunker on the right-hand side. It, it's asking you to turn it right to left around the corner there. Uh, and then number three, it, it's asking you to turn a little draw around the bunkers there. All the holes, until you get to this hole, ask you for curve. They, they present shape to you. And all of a sudden, you get to number seven, and it's a bowling alley. It, it's just pin straight. And it doesn't ask you for any curve. I think this is one of the more underrated tee shots that you'll see at the property. Um, so, as you can see, oh, the, can the, you know the other thing that's interesting too, just to I think it ties into the, the whole construct of the, the hole as well, Greg. But like, you know, you look at I'm hitting like a five. I've got these beginner clubs because I, I my swing's just not as good as Rick's. Uh, my virtual swing is not as good as Rick's. But, <laughs> yeah, um, you know, like if you're a short hitter. Man, I mean, you were just having some like Rick had a nine iron in. It was a little you know short, but like a you know you know an eight iron just getting in there. I had a five hybrid and you know barely get it out there. And I, you know I don't really want to take out a five wood to try and blast it. It, yeah. just, it just shows you just how like if you're an average hitter, this course and this pin placement is ridiculous. Like just how tough it really is. What I've noticed is it's very easy. And this is very realistic. It's very easy to make bogey or double out here. Like you hit one bad shot and it just compounds shot after shot. And you're just cooked. Like that was a, a lie where Will's absolutely buried on the, in the face of the bunker and it's nearly impossible to get it out. Yeah, fortunately, that's something you're probably not going to see uh, in a real Masters tournament. You very rarely see balls plugged in the lip because of the construct of bunkers. But you're absolutely right. You you can make the roll. Golf course that's like a good play. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, that's a beautiful play. It, it reminds me of Happy Gilmore. Oh, I saw I saw it go past. Did, did it turn around and go back in the hole? <laughs> um, oh, I'm so scared of this putt. It doesn't yeah, move much, and it's just like I have to hit it straight. I'm terrified. It's a tricky one. Okay. Oh, you did. You made it. You ported it. But this right, that perfect example. The layout out here is just so well done. Oh, it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. You play a shot like, uh, like you both did, right out of the bunker. You you come up just a little bit short because you're trying to keep it underneath the hole so you can have an uphill birdie putt. You come up just short. You end up in the bunker. You play a great bunker shot that gets past the flag, turns around, and comes back. And all of a sudden you have a four footer, which on a normal day, on a normal golf course is, you know, you're, you're likely going to make it. And out here, you're terrified. It just, it tests you on every shot. You can't get yourself out of position. And if you do, you're going to make a bogey. Uh, and, and, you know, the par fives tend to play a little bit easier as we're on the eighth tee now. They yeah. do tend to play a little bit easier. And you see in your simulation here, I'm, I'm looking at round two now. And I see on number look at, eight. Just look how much further Rick is than I am. Like, like I can't get it there. It's ridiculous how much his gloves are compared to these. Well, that's gonna be. It's gonna create some trouble for you because now what has to happen for you, Will, when you're a shorter hitter, and that's true in this tournament too. One of the reasons we see long hitters have so much success at Masters is you you can get the ball closer to the hole. When you have long clubs coming in, you leave yourself with more difficult putts and. You just have to be so perfect around the greens. And that, that's just, it's just hard to do. It's just, it's not going to happen. You're likely not going to be 
perfect around the greens. Well, let me ask you this then, because I think it's an interesting topic and one I was sort of batting around with some friends, um, or actually both it, but like with the Masters moving to November, you know, I mean, I live in North Carolina. It's fairly, it's close, you know, in, in terms of geography. I've been, I've driven down there a couple of times and the weather in November is obviously very different than it is in April. Typically around here in November, you know, you're playing out there and not that the Masters is going to be dried out or anything, but like, you know, these, these fairways, these fairways could run. And I, I wonder if like, it might be a little bit more beneficial that time of year to a shorter hitter who can be accurate and let it run out and have some easier shots into the green than they would maybe in April. Um, so a couple things on that. First of all, I would say it depends on what happens in October. So you, there's a chance you get a really wet October and it could slow it down sure. a little bit. Second of all, if there's a place where they can make the condition, they can make the golf course play exactly like they want, no matter what. I mean, it's almost like they're, they're almost setting the golf course up like a video game. They have the ability to do whatever they want to the golf course. They can put it on firm and fast. They can put it on, uh, they can make it play a little bit longer. They have a lot of options when they look at the golf course. Um, part of the reason is, well, they have, they have sub air in the greens, which everybody knows about. So if it's wet, they can dry it out a little bit. And if it's dry, they're, they're not afraid to, to put a little water on there, right? They're, they're going to have the overseed, oh, which is gonna be a healthy growing season. The way they mow it uh, back towards the players, I, I think that this is still going to play long. I, I don't see it being really fast on the ground. I don't see it playing much different. Uh, than it typically wouldn't oh. be. Rick and I are, we've both we've both just Greg's, looked out birdie putts on eight. Greg's Greg's over here like providing like high octane like <laughs> and Rick and I are just groaning at this point. <laughs> throwing our throwing our controllers through the window. I love the I love the background noises. There's more important things to discuss here. <sighs> Birdies are hard to come by, right? Yeah and and actually Greg it's it's funny. So you asked earlier about like pin pin positions and stuff. So yes. Because Augusta has really traditional pin locations, what I actually did on um, – we won't give it away yet, but on Sunday 16, I increased the eagle rate, which would be an ace rate a little bit because you Ooh. usually get that Sunday – now, increasing it's like you know a half a percent. It's like a huge number to, to do it on. But um, because I knew like that traditional pin location can, can yield some more – aces which is what we've seen over the years so i i did have fun with stuff like that i i think it's the most important aspect to augusta national look at the you, slope you, on that front of that green yeah you've got a yeah. you've got a seven yard stretch like you have to be on that exact level or you're you're done yeah, yeah. second shot here is critical well and and what that means rick and as we're on the t at hole number nine the first shot is critical if you could put the ball in position here on number nine, you have an opportunity to control your distance. This goes back to what you were saying, Will, about being a shorter hitter. Yeah. You've got beginner clubs. Uh, if you have slower club head speed in real life, you are at a severe disadvantage. Having a long club into the greens here, especially if you're out of position, you have a hard time keeping it on the proper level. Okay. Over there. That's... Oh, just into the first cut. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so looking looking into this round two, uh, as we have, let me go. I'm going to go over in the simulated round here to uh, to our cumulative aspects here. 
and just yeah. read you down some of the scores through two rounds now. So, Where's, And tell us where Rory's at because he, he's going for the career Grand Slam. We need to know where Rory's at. Rory's going for the career Grand Slam. Well in still. round one, he oh, shot perfect. six under, as we said. Good job. And bro. he shot so, – so he was six under after round one with an, a beautiful 66, and everybody's all hyped up. Hey, Rory's going to – he's going to get the job done here. Well, through 36, he's still at six under par. Um, John Rahm was probably the biggest mover, um, and he he shot he started off seven under. He shot sixty five in round one, as we said earlier, and in round two he shot four under sixty eight. So he is at uh, eleven under par through two rounds and is leading the tournament. Okay, you know what? So I like again. I'm going to chalk it up to quarantine brain, uh, but like you were like, who would you have to win the Masters? And I had a list of I definitely had a list of guys that I was like thinking about. I just couldn't name anybody like rom i've been on rom a lot or i was on rom a lot when you know golf was actually happening um it it feels like it's right there for him yeah. it's like he yeah. and he could just go so freaking low yeah. especially if you give him i mean if, if you hear his score after 36 holes well i mean i would definitely be all over him he's at 11 under par right <laughs> yeah so who's who's in second there who how many oh. shot, he's, he has like a couple shot lead right he has a couple shot lead. So second place is Patrick Reed and he's at nine under. So he shot even after his 63, his record setting 63. Then well, you have hard Hideki to follow that up. Yeah, Ooh, it is hard to back that up. And Where, yeah, you know, where's the break? 72 is not a bad score out there. So that's pretty good. Hideki's at eight under. We have Tyrrell Hatton is at six under. I Hatton's the other guy was I think is gonna was gonna make a run out of two. He's just that you know what's fascinating about that rich that wrist injury of his is that yeah like I think that first tournament back uh, people thought that he would uh, really struggle but it turns out it was it wasn't even it wasn't even like a full wrist injury it was more like a, a cleanup type of situation right yeah you're well, absolutely here's, right here's what we're gonna do because we're getting to number ten here which is uh, uh, an interesting hole I want to talk through but we're gonna take a quick break grab a hot dog and hear a word from our partners and we're back. How about this hole, number 10? This is what – what is this most famous for, gentlemen, in, in recent history? I, I'm thinking of one specific shot here. Yeah, you're, you're thinking of 2011. Well, I, I'll, let, uh, I'll let Will answer this one here. Right, no, I've got quarantine brain, and I, I talk about football for a living. What are, 2011 – who was the shot? This is, okay. this is uh, Rory with the lead. Uh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just splays it left into the woods. Into, like into these houses over here, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, and then like they – did they – did they were people joking about this or did they actually put a marker up for where his like oh here's where Rory left the like lost the major <laughs> I would not be surprised if that was real I have no idea if it is do you think they want Rory to win the Masters who's they the people at Augusta yes I would think so okay I, I mean I don't think that they would they, they want to have a, a the best competition they can have each and every year um, but but I do think having Rory McIlroy. Rory McIlroy is a stand-up guy, right? Yeah, little he little uh, was that a little fade or a draw? That a little fade? Just a little little baby cut over the uh, over the edge of the trees. There caught the slope and ran it all the way down. That's a good shot. Thank you. Was, yeah, you did. You really hugged it there. You didn't yeah. go with the. It was green. Guess, the wind off the left is a little hard to hit that. Turn it over a little bit there. Yeah, here's I Rick. I can't do it. I'm gonna be in. I'm gonna be in the Bubba spot in the pine straw on the right Stay yeah up. you hit it too far right you didn't get a, you didn't catch the ridge where you get that kick down to the left hand side yeah that wind's brutal that's that's tough to get out of here 
Well, you don't want to overdo it, right? You try to hit a, too much of a draw there. You end up overdoing it and missing to the inside of that dog leg is, is, is pretty bad. Um, so this looks like a pretty good shot. It needs to get down a little bit, maybe. No, Back that's man. well that's done. That's a great shot, Rick. Wow. Right, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. Yep. Now I'm ready yep. to play on the back. Yeah. Rick's going to have about six feet sliding. Um, I, I think that one will slide a little bit left to right, The problem, but for, it will be quick. The problem for us in this match is that like neither one of us is doing the other one any, like you can't get any reads off like what I'm doing or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, we're all over the place. Typically, <laughs> like, typically in a golf game, you can like look and see what's, what your opponent is doing and then, you know, make like, you know, you have similar clubs. We have totally different clubs. And as a result, it's like, you can't steal anything from what I'm doing. Yeah, we're not helping each other here exactly. at all. Too much? That's a good ball. Sit down. Oh, hang on. Oh, it's really good. ridiculous. Yeah. You think it's going to stop and it rolls out another six or seven feet? Now, do they have Pinehurst on this on this uh, game? Have you played it? No. Huh? I like It's unbelievably hard. Really? Just yeah. the turtlebacks. I mean, like, that's what's so hard about this game, so it's not surprising at all. Yeah. Um, the thing I like about this game, other than, and I have no experience with it, but just watching, what I like about this game versus, say, like an old Tiger Woods game, there's no, there's no like, uh, extra player juicing up spin. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I agree. there's no power ups. There's no, and, and and you can't like make your guy any better. It's just like you have to become better at it. Like it's right. It is it's what kinda, it is. It's very realistic in that sense. Sorry if you call that cuss word, Jacob. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> Think, think, so, uh, back to the simulation here, because there's a couple other guys through 36 holes I want to pay attention to. Again, as we said, Patrick Reed's at nine. John Rahm has the lead at the halfway point at 11 under par. You have Webb Simpson, who who started off with a 70. He now shot five under and uh, is at seven under right there in the mix. So very interesting. And then as we jump over to uh, through 54 holes, I think we're at a point now where we can do that. The tables have turned quite drastically. Patrick Reed has shot 70. He's now at 11 under par. John Rahm, who is leading the way, has shot 74. And he is now back to nine under. So he's now two back of Patrick Reed. Uh, he, but he is Rahm well shot 74 on a Saturday. Rahm shot 74 on a Saturday. That's it. Which it could that's it could happen with him. He gets yeah, but, but his best rounds bit. are usually on Saturdays. Like he's the best. He was the best Saturday scorer on tour this year, I believe. It, I uh, I won't argue with you. Yeah, he could blow up easily. Don't get me wrong. I'm, you're not wrong. I'm just saying, like yeah, you know, like you feel like, and maybe usually he's not leading when he has his big Saturday, so that could be different too. That's the thing is I I don't know how he is with a lead. I I don't know. He's a great chaser. He can go crazy low when he has to. What happens with the lead? I think back to what happened at the players. He's on hole number 11. And there are a number of instances. For a guy that finishes in the top 10 as much as he does on the PGA Tour, he's, he's won two tournaments that are not – he's won two tournaments. It's three technically, but one of them is a team event, the Zurich yeah. Classic. You know so, that little pond on 11 is a lot more – Yeah, so th this is – we are getting into the iconic holes here. Um, we, we are getting into it. Will's worried about the water on the left of 11 as he should be. God, and your your the ball's above your feet, so you know it's going to go a little bit left. The wind is pushing it right here. Yeah, the wind's At helping. 50 yards with a three wood. I want to be greedy. I mean, this is a guy's a hard shot for a second shot. Yeah. Oh, uh, I got a good swing on it. 
push it left. Now this hole, here's what I'll tell you about this hole. Oh my God, it didn't move left at all. No, it didn't. Will, it's not a bad shot. Yeah. Ben Hogan said, Ben Hogan said, if I hit the green on number 11, on hole number 11, I, I pulled it. He never aimed at this green because he didn't want to hit it into the pond. Right. So missing that to the right there is a very common spot. This is one of the more challenging holes on the golf course. Rick is just saying, uh, forget that. I'm going right at the flag. Yeah. He's come up a little bit short, but that was an aggressive line, Rick. Hey, I, I'm four over par through 10. I'm, I got to make some birdies here. We got to run like out. I feel like breaking 80 is a good – what's your best score out here, Rick? Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, I, I, I would love to just be a couple over, uh, but, but yeah, it is so difficult that the big numbers add up so quickly and we're playing it. I mean, we're playing Sunday pins. We're playing firm fast. We're playing all as hard as it can get here. Um, so yeah, if I, if I stayed at four over or just gave a couple more up, I'd, I'd be pretty thrilled. So um, a player who, I would say is also thrilled after 54 holes. Now jumping back to your simulation here is Webb Simpson and Webb Simpson, who I mentioned earlier was at seven under through 36 holes. Well, all of a sudden he's at 14 under he shot 65 in his wow. third round, which was just a ridiculously good round. And all of a sudden John Rahm, who was leading the day before now trails by five going into the final round, Patrick Reed. Oh, who's in, oh Look at that thing run out. It just continues to roll by. So I will tell you, Webb Web Simpson is very good in in simulation golf because of he, he he you might not know it, but he makes birdies at an unbelievable rate. Uh, his birdie or better number is unreal. Um, he does. He's not going to do it like Rory, right? He's not going to drive the ball three fifty down the middle. <laughs> my guy, we say is my my guy was spiked the club into the ground. Been no good like that. <laughs> Yeah, we need like more realistic uh, mannerisms after we three and four putt. <laughs> I just, I think I just five jacks. All right, we're in now. Now, where are we going now, Greg? I'll, I'll let the I'll let the flyover. Okay, well, this is uh, we are now. Hole number eleven is included in this, but we are in Amen Corner, and we are now going to one of the more famous holes in the game. Look at this, number twelve. This is just spectacular, Look, and it looks just like it. Even the it colors like down it. to the azaleas back there with the pink and the yellow in the back. And people yeah. can't see it because it's a podcast. But I mean. And even even where 13T is, which is all the way back there, which is like the quietest spot on the course because the patrons your, can't get back there. Up in your business, too. Yeah, this is this is it, man. All right, let me see if I can uh, – I mean, what am I trying to do? Just hit the green? Like, I mean, I'm, I'm a little nervous already. Well, I mean, take it from Tiger Woods here. I mean, you, you remember last year, 2019, we had – Four players in the last uh, the last two groups rinse it here, and you don't want to do that. And oh man, Rick, oh it, it carried. Okay, it carried. you missed to the right, but it carried. Now we remember Jordan Spieth in 2016, famously <laughs> hitting it in the water here so last come year. Back from it. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess he did win the Open Championship in 2016. Oh, I guess he, yeah, 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 that's right. But a lot of people say that that shot still stays. But even the Open Championship, he had to go and like get lucky when he hit off the, the Callaway tour bus or whatever down yeah. three miles down the hill. Well, Molinari rinses one here. Now, didn't the year Patrick Reed win this, his ball like gets hung up on the it's hill, tracking. right? Like he could have very – this, this is all over it. Go in. Oh, oh my God. It's, it's one of the – oh, man, and it just gets all the way through the green there. It's one of those holes where – there always seems to be a memorable moment on it every single year. 
every Sunday something happens and, and it's a, a pivotal hole in the tournament. And it's the shortest hole on the property. Rick almost and, chipped in. Wow, that was beautiful, in. Rick. That had a lot of a uh, little, little sauce on that. Beautiful touch there. Just a little play it on the high side. It lips in a little bit. Uh, that, was, that was beautiful. So we, I went and my buddy Drew Evans and I went and set up shop. At, we, we were down there for a practice round, but we went and set up shop just at 12. And then, I mean, it's, I mean, it's just, it's just so ridiculous. Like, and what's, you know, what, what's uh, interesting about, oh, I thought I was going oh. to What's interesting about Amy Corner too, like I know 11 technically counts, but I feel like only the second half of 11 should count. Like when you actually get to the corner. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just, like, you're not watching guys to really, if you're in a corner, like sitting in the corner, you're not really watching guys tee off so much. But like, obviously, when they get, you know, down, down the way, there we go, down All the right, ways a little bit. Thank you. Um, likewise, uh, you know, you tend to watch them a little, I don't know, like, you see them kind of walking down the green and like they start to look as they're, as they're taking a shot you know, into the green at 11, they're starting to look at 12 and to see who's teeing off because they know that, you know, they're right. involved in the, you know, the, the same race that these other guys are. And you can do like, there's just an intense glare throughout the whole section there where things get very tense. It's delightful. Brooks Kepka talked about when, when he hit it in the water there. Uh, and Tiger um, was like, or he felt like Tiger was looking at him, right? That's exactly right. Yeah. And he said, you know, he didn't react. He didn't really react. He said, well, I, I knew Tiger was back there on 11. And if I reacted, he would know, he would know that it was me. But if I didn't <laughs> react, then he has only one thing to go on, which is sound. And if he, does he think that I hit it fat? Is it the wind? And, and it may affect his club choice. Yep. I love it. So it, it is very interesting. It, it's one of those, you think about looking on to the next hole. I think of 16 at TPC Sawgrass. This is another one. Uh, when you're on 11 green. And the, the thing is about the difference between sawgrass going from 16 and then Ooh, looking over to 17. Wow. How about that? Little draw right around the corner. Yeah. And that's well, we're take that's advantage well of this one. Phil, where, where Phil hit it into the. Yeah, yeah Phil, that's a bomb, baby. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be short of Phil. You know, it's, the it's most, cool too, the most memorable, the most memorable tee shot here is Zach Johnson accidentally topping it. <laughs> oh, man. Dead left. <laughs> That was a unique moment. My favorite thing ever. This is another really good one. There you oh, go. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Hug the trees. Hug the trees. Perfect. We have eight over. Uh, what am I worried about? <laughs> yes, yeah, just start firing darts. <laughs> One second, here's what I'm second shot here. You get a weird. Uh, you get a very strange, uneven lie here. It's a lie that's fairly yep. unique. It's a hook ball above your feet, but it's also downhill, and you have to. The challenge if you block it to the right, you have raise the tributary to raise creek sitting right there yep. on the right hand side pull it a little left, you end up in a bunker. The, the green, the way the green lays on this in combination with the uneven lie you get is. It's, it's, I mean, it's perfection in terms of course uh, construction, you know, like yes. you're always going to have the ball above your feet, which means you're going to pull it left. So you're instinctively going to be trying to keep it back to the right, but there's this little tiny Creek there. And you also have to like be, it, it's, it's genius. For such a small Creek, it, it, uh, I mean, I guess it, for the size that it is it collects a lot of golf balls which is <laughs> it, it just speaks to the design man i i think a tiger's tee shot in the final round last year oh, i think it's one good. of the more forgotten yeah, shots catch turn. that ridge oh that's beautiful Come on. I don't, all right I mean, i'll take that for eagle <laughs> heck yeah yeah, yeah it's beautiful way shot. above my feet here yep that hang, hang and lie well, he's got an eight iron into this screen i got this normal I'm going to just take a little – I'm going to add a little loft to this bad boy. 
There we go. A little extra backspin here. Downwind. I think that's what you're going to need, Rick. Oh, hit it. Hit it a little left. Uh, be, be right. Sit down. That's good. So right. just to let you guys know, as you're approaching this green, in Webb Simpson's third round, he made birdie on seven, eight, and nine, made par on 10. He made birdie on 11, birdie on 12, birdie on 13. Wow. Every hole of Amen Corner, he birdied? He birdied Amen Corner, which wow. I guess that's one way to shoot 65. But, like, if you but think impressive. about the holes on Amen Corner, like, it does set up to be, like, a very birdieable group of holes for Webb Simpson. I would say except uh, uh, 11 is a real challenge. Yes, sure. 12, 12 you can make birdie on, yeah. like you said, because it's short. But Ben Hogue, I mean, go back up to the history books here. Claude Harmon, what? this is a story. I, look, this is a long time. Oh, you oh. <laughs> Wow. Wow. Look you at think the birdie it goes in, got and you got eight, what do you have, eight feet, ten feet? Yeah, I mean, it was a great putt. <laughs> it's just a long Seven feet coming back. Yeah, should I try to protect? I, obviously, I'm going to try to make an eagle, but I would. I, I feel mean, like I would just take take my two putt and run right now. <laughs> you got to you got to get the pace right here, Rick. You... That's like the the putting on the rabbit. Bang! Oh, boom! Bang! 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 Wow! Wow! Nice shot, buddy. Let's go. Thanks. Double breaker. Good putt. All right. Wow. We played that what three under? under. We'll take it. Yeah. Yes, we will. Um, very well done. So I, I you you mentioned uh, you you mentioned the aiming corner. Three under on the back, by the way. I'm getting hot. Sorry, Which you can do. You can do, but it can bite you. So beware, because this 14th hole is a difficult green. But I just got to tell you this story about hole number 12. Claude, because it goes way back. So Ben Hogan Sorry. with Claude Harmon on number 12, and Claude Harmon makes a hole in one. This is the father of Butch Harmon. Yeah. He makes a hole in one. Ben Hogan, who's also playing with him, had hit it in there to like eight feet. And they're walking up to the green, and Ben Hogan makes the eight-footer for birdie. So Claude makes hole in one, and Ben makes the two. And Ben says to Claude Harmon as they're walking after, off the hole, and they're, they're really good friends. The only thing he said to him for the entirety of the hole, he says, I don't think I've ever made two there before. I think that's the first <laughs> time I've ever made two on number 12. Huh. What'd you make? Uh, <laughs> he didn't even realize he's playing in the same group with Claude Harmon. He, he doesn't realize he, he doesn't realize he aced it. What? Yeah, yeah. It speaks oh my to God. Ben Hogan's just he had a. They called him the Hawk, right? He had a, a focus about him that was intense. But so, point um, being, oh, Ben Hogan made one two on that hole, and so at that point, this is a true story. After I mean, obviously a true story. I would tell him on the podcast, but um, my uh, grandfather was a great golfer, and. Uh, he actually had like seven hole in ones. Wow. Uh, yeah. It, I'm not nearly as good as, as him, obviously. But um, I get, uh, after he died, the, there was a bunch of all a bunch of golf balls and a bunch of golf memorabilia and some Butch Harmon, some Dave Pell's putting books and chipping books and everything. <laughs> and it was like, you know, does anybody want these? And I'm, I'm the biggest golfer in the family. So I was like, I absolutely want them. And I also got all his old scorecards. He was like a meticulous keeper oh, of records. Cool. Yeah. And so he had gone down to – Augusta and played Augusta in 1973, I believe, and had an albatross. No. Yes. Wow. You're yes. kidding. Yeah. It was incredible. Like, I was opening up. And you've got the scorecard. Yeah. I was like, I was getting emotional. I like, just looked at the scorecard. I was like, he had a, like a freaking albie. At, at, That's so sick. Yeah. And I think it was on, is 15 a par five? Am I crazy? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure it was 15. Yeah. 
that's that's, the, that's where the shot heard around the world was exactly right yeah yeah so i mean like i just like that's after, so sick. yeah this is probably he probably died um six or seven yeah yeah probably seven six or seven years ago uh and but like you know just looking at it it's like like whoa you know, we knew he had all these hole in ones and that's awesome stuff but like an albi in augusta is might be better than a hole in one. Oh, oh that's that's like i would never play again like that's yeah. that's the pinnacle yeah that's an interesting discussion is an albatross better than a hole in one it, sure. it, i mean i guess you could say because you got to hit two shots yeah but again yeah you hit two shots it, i mean it's it's, not it's possible to it's make. three under and an when a, i can't uh, an i don't have yeah. two under i don't have time to run and go get it but i mean it's up it's like obviously it's up in my office but like he had he wrote down the two shots like he flushed a drive and then i think it was like I'd have, to, I'd have to go look and see what the exact yard is. Oh, that's cool that he had, like, shot by shot in there. Yeah. I'm telling you, he was a meticulous note-taker. That's That awesome. is so cool. So, back to our simulation. Our, oh, our my simulation. God. What was that? <laughs> Will, Will just hit a 20-foot uh, putt on a four-footer. <laughs> what happened? You're jacked, man. Your, your, your roids kicked in. You got all juiced Adrenaline. <laughs> How did that yeah. So okay, so where are we at, Greg? We've got okay. third web 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 slept on the lead, right? So, so we're, we're heading to the final we're round. Through three rounds. Yeah. We're through three rounds. Webb Simpson is leading. You have Patrick Reed in second at eleven under par, two shorter hitters. You have JT Poston at ten under par Ooh. in third place. Yep, JT uh, has has played some pretty good golf of late. You have John Rahm sitting at nine under. And so he's right there in the mix. Rory McIlroy, the guy everybody wants to hear about. Yeah. Hideki Matsuyama is also at nine under. But Rory McIlroy is at eight under. So his chances, after a great opening round uh, of, six, of 66, he starts off six under, shoots 72 the next day. Sorry, I keep hitting the eight button. Ah, on, uh, on third. So basically, his chances seem to be dashed. You have Webb Simpson at 14 under. He's six back of Webb. It's just not looking great at this time so what happens in round four i'll just tell you what for rory uh he shoots even par mm, that's not gonna do it no. that's just not gonna do it and it's just disappointing so uh it it really stings webb simpson i will tell you he also shoots even par a seven but he had a four shot lead right he had well he had a uh, three, a three shot, shot lead. Lead. okay patrick reed's at 11 under so patrick reed who's three back the closest guy in contention yeah. shoots 74 and uh, so it sounds here. like i know who the winner is yeah <laughs> the winner the winner is webb simpson nice jt poston also shot even and ends up coming in second place but you look down this leaderboard this is so interesting and uh, I, I think it's something that we should discuss you didn't you didn't have an under until you get down to your boy Rick, and this no. makes me think this is rigged. Oh. Sung Jae Im, who came in ninth place, he shoots one under <laughs> on, on Sunday, but everybody above him is at level or even par. Is there pressure in this mix? Sung Jae Sim, he does well in the sim. Um, I wish <laughs> I could figure out a way to do to to add like the clutch gene or like the the pressure stuff, but no, it is it is just raw scoring. Sit down. This is the it, one. It is, uh, it's Will's pretty grandpa. interesting how that played oh. out. God, yeah, which terrible. is a great story. I, mean, I, I, I should have, I should have laid that off. That's stupid. Yeah, you went for it. You went for it. Dunked it in the water. Now you're hitting a flop over the, over this, over the water here. So Webb Simpson, <laughs> your 2020 Masters Sim champ. I, I can get down with that. I like that. Yeah, uh, he's honestly, playing well enough. Yeah, exactly. I would have been. So it's funny when I did this. You know, obviously I ran test. Raleigh's own. By the way, Webb lives. Uh, we lives in Charlotte now, but from went to uh, went to high school with all my friends who live here. And he went to Wake, right? 
went to Wake. Yeah, he had the Arnold Palmer scholarship there. Love it, love it. So it's funny because when I when I like decided, okay, like you know, I, I was testing everything out, and I was like, this is going to be the sim that like this counts. Whatever I press happens. Like this happens here, uh, and I was pretty happy to see that that web came out on top. Okay, this is a dumb question. If you go, I. I'm not, I'm not an idiot. I swear when I ask this question, but when you go high loft, low loft on these, yeah, low loft means you want to have the ball go higher or lower. Lower. It's going to be like a line drive. And well, it's going yeah, to go yeah. so further. If you go high loft, you're, you're tilting it down to make it. Mm, no, see, I think it's yeah. reverse. If you change if you change your loft to high loft, like your shot to high loft, the ball yeah. will go higher. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. But the, if you go low loft, the ball will carry further. Yes, but it'll come out like a more of a line drive. Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But it doesn't reflect it on the the target here, which is frustrating. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it's more of a it's more of a guessing game. Well, you guessed pretty good because it lands four feet next to the pin. Yeah. Rolls out. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I guess. You're safe. You are safe. Let's see what I can do here. Well, I already splashed that once. So. Oh, that's true. Uh, downhill, chipping back down the hill to the water. All right. Let's be careful here. Hopefully, I got some spin on it. Great shot. Oh, wow. Look at this. Still wants to go. That's about as good as I could have done, I think. To save par. I'm feeling it. I'm not feeling it, right? <laughs> too much. Stay up. That's too much. Jeez. My putting's been abysmal. Uh, this, this, is, this is not the place to lose, uh, to lose a little bit of feel. You get punished for that. Yeah, you really do. At least you're uphill. At least you finally have an uphill putt. That's what – oh, man. That's one thing I'm bad about on this game, I think, and – and actually in real golf anyway, and it's like, but it's like course management. I mean, like in, in this game, like you, like you really need to zoom in to the greens and to look at, you know, where you need to be. Like, I, I feel like this game, th this game is the, the golf club 2019 is like the most realistic game like this that I've ever played in the sense that it forced, gosh, I'm going south quickly here on the back. Um, but like it forces you to really play the course itself as opposed to just fire shot in the green and spin it 40 feet back. Right. Yeah. You can't, you can't save yourself by mashing the spin button. You have to like land it in the right spot, get the ball to roll a little yeah. bit. Like this is, this is that Sunday. Like, look at that, look at that bowl where look the pin perfect, is on 16. Perfect. Yeah. It was perfectly yeah. done. Uh, so you can hit it to like the middle and have it kind of release back down there, but you, yeah. you know, you got to hit it there. The uh, the first time I went down to Augusta, we I got to see Tom Watson in his final major skip over on the practice. The, oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. If this catches the ridge, it might get a lot better, but uh, too too short. But I'll put it back up the hill. Yeah. <clears throat> so, well, I'm an Eagles fan. How are my Eagles looking this year? I like the Eagles this year. Yeah. I think. I think um, are you from Philly? How did you end up? Yeah. Yeah, originally I moved to California like five years ago. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think I think they're going to be good. Like, if you look at their, to me, one of the key things about this year, with the Corona stuff and the lack of all-season programs, is consistency. Mm. Carson Wentz has like that. I think he's got that extra leap he can take this year. Uh, oh no, 
Oh, this is oh, all. Yeah. This is right at it. Okay, oh, <laughs> it's gonna get better. Go in. Oh, good shot, Will. Oh, wow! Oh, Five feet just for birdie. Three feet. Ran it. Feet. Ran it back up. Uh, back down the hill. Uh, yeah, probably inside five feet for the bird. I love that. Yeah. Um, but like, uh, one of the things I think when you look at this team, it mirrors the championship team in that that defensive line for Philly is just ridiculous. Yeah. And Wentz, like I said, can take a leap. You know, I I, I think they'll probably add some more playmakers. Miles Sanders came on really strong at the end of last year. And, you know, when you look at the Cowboys, you know, that's a team that is going to be, you know, they lose Travis Frederick this offseason. He retires. Mike McCarthy's a new coach. Dak Prescott's be learning a new offense. He's on the franchise tag. Um, the defense lost a lot of parts. I, I don't think the Redskins and Giants can compete. So, to me, there's a very good chance that the Eagles can pull away in that division if everybody stays healthy. Well, you raise a good point that, I mean, I guess I, I've considered it for golf but haven't really considered it for football that – all of these kind of off-season programs are just like the – like if you're bringing in a new quarterback, you're bringing in a new coach, you're bringing in new yeah. coordinators, whatever it is, probably going to be a lot more difficult to implement some of your your, your schemes oh, yeah. uh, this year over, you know, any other year. Absolutely. I mean, like you're going to be doing some virtual training in the off-season and like trying to teach, you know, a young quarterback, potentially a rookie quarterback, how to – you know, how to, how to play on a, um, you know, how to play on a, in a system that's brand new to him. Can you imagine getting a zoom call from Bill Belichick? Hello. <laughs> Good to see you, Rick. Uh, oh, we're going to study the playbook. <laughs> that's so good. Yeah, that would be brutal, but no, it's, it's, it's valid. It's valid. I, I, uh, I'm embracing the weird right now, Will. Like, I, I understand this year is going to be weird. Like, next year might be weird. Things are just going to be weird. We're going to have all virtual drafts. We're going to have crazy stuff happening. I mean, I'm playing and- a golf video game with you in my living room next to my dog who's snoring, my <laughs> wife upstairs while we record a podcast and a video show. So I'm also embracing the weird, Rick. <laughs> Things are officially weird. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with it. I don't mind it. That's so awesome. Uh, middle of the fairway for Will on hole 17. It's a it's a par four uh, back up the hill. So we've got a couple of holes left here. I'm gonna say 17 and 10 are the two holes that people forget that are really difficult. Does that makes that seem fair? That does seem fair. Yeah, I could see that. I, 17, you kind of I think you relax a little bit after the par five, and then after yeah. you know 16, and then you get to 17, you're like, oh, I'll take a breather, and then you you know yank one left in the trees, and you're you're dead. But even this, like I've got a beastie approach shot coming in. It's got to get up. Oh, good shot. Carries it by a foot. Oh, uh, it's going to get down to a collection area, but that's okay. All right. If I run some magic here, maybe I can get to uh, even par for the yeah. round. I wonder. You're probably not feeling a, a birdie putt on 18. Maybe. Oh, oh, that's get a, back there. That's got to get up. One more, one more yard. Nope. I'm back down in the front with you. Yeah. We'll have a, we'll a chip off. All right. Just look at the, the – I mean, it's just a good job by whoever designed this. I mean, not, you know, the actual Augusta. But, like, <laughs> building in, like, the, these, these false fronts and these, you know, the drop-offs that just kill you if you miss. Yeah, I've uh, I spent I opened I was like oh, I'll create a course this will be awesome like let me let me see what's going on and I was in there for like three seconds and I was like nope like I don't even I know how, I don't even know how courses get made in this game I've been because it's a long time 
It looks so difficult. Get up the hill. I left it short. I'm coming back down. <laughs> that was me trying to get cute. I wanted to ram it into the into the little false front there and have it just pop up. Yeah. And I got real cute with it. Can you hear my dog snoring on the podcast? That'd be a highlight. No. Okay, good. I wish I could. He he snores. He's the loudest. I've never heard any thing snore as loud as this dog snores. That George? That's George, yeah. People on Twitter were telling me he looks like uh that's a clown Pennywise from it. And I thought, oh God. I was like, that's not nice. I like <laughs> seven or eight people say it. But he was he, he was looking a little panicked. I, I woke up to a text from my wife on Tuesday morning and my and it was a picture of my of my son with George and Robbie had put uh, his shoes on George. So <laughs> we're, we're, George, George sounds very tolerant then if that's happening. George is extremely tolerant. Yeah, we're lucky. <laughs> A lesser, a lesser dog would have would have, would have eaten my son alive at this point. yeah my dog would not have stood for that he doesn't do clothes he doesn't do anything uh here it is this is the tee shot on 18 through the trees back up the hill this is uh this is this is one everyone will know and 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 love and that that traditional front kind of middle left pin uh seen adam scott make adam scott make a putt there for the win We've seen phil mickelson make that putt uh this is this is about as traditional as it gets here have you been have you have you been down there no. Okay. I, I, I just didn't know. I was just curious, like, because I think it, 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 it changed, like, I mean, I've watched it. I love the Masters. You know, it's great. Yeah. But, like, it, it changed a little bit for me because you, oh, my God, what a pull. That is bad. Uh, and you, you kind of, like, it's, like, it's weird. You can, like, any golf course. Like, once you walk the course, you get a better sense than you would on T, even on as good as the broadcast is on CBS or, you know. That's right. That's great. I mean, something <laughs> And even the you know, Thursday and Friday uh, rounds, um, but the like you just get this. You're like, man, like you really like understand sort of where everything is, and like you can kind of like I remember. Like, did you remember walking up certain sections of it? Oh, it's just it's, right. it's 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 the most fascinating place in America. Well, I I, I said, I've got to get there. Uh, yeah, you just had to punch out of the pine straw. Um, I, I was reading someone say I forget who it was, but basically, you know even just the way it's it's laid out is so good because you know everything's like a five minute walk from you never life. feel far away and it like right and like a lot of courses you know you'll walk in great shot thank you sit right there for me you'll walk in like you can see on this game you can see the clubhouse and you're you know you'll be sitting there there's not a whole lot of pretense to it like you go to you go to the clubhouse, like you walk in and you go to your merch, you buy your merch, you leave your merch there and you buy some lunch or whatever. And you sit down and eat lunch and then you walk in like three seconds later, you're just on one. Like it's, it's, right. it's just, it, the whole thing is just fascinating how it lays out. And, that's, and like, you never realize it when you're in the city or the town either. Right. Yeah. That's, that's the one gripe. I, I mean, I, I, you know, Torrey Pines is kind of like my local course out here. It's an hour yeah. away, but like I, I'm always down there for the farmers and you know, my sister lives down there. So we're going down there quite a bit. And yeah, I mean, when, when you have the tournament there, I mean, some of those holes to get like, it's a, it's a 30 minute walk if you want to get somewhere and just hearing the way Augusta is laid out is another thing that I'm just like, of course it's laid out perfectly. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, you just tell uh, Kyle Porter, you're going to, you're going down this year. You could stay at home. <laughs> That's right. Uh, did you b book my hotel for me, sir? Thank you. Yeah. I'll if take Kyle, that. You can handle that. would be great. Too. <laughs> I was, I was played, played Augusta twice. He was telling us that, yeah, we were we were picking his brain on it uh, the other day on a potter before we went live, and I said, "What'd you what'd you what'd you hit on that hole?" He's like, "Oh, you know, topped it, shanked it, whatever it was." But we were we were picking his brain a little bit. Yeah. Oh boy, did I just put off the green? Did I had uh, to. It might go. Oh, it might go. That's not good. 
That, Stay out of the bunker, right? That is, I you should delete that. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna edit in it just dropping in. We'll just put the sound effects in like it dropped. Yeah. Ding, ding. Yeah, right, exactly. Oh. Mm, that's, I think that's smart. Into the hill. That's what I tried to do on 17. Now you've got like the same putt. You've got to hit this downhill putt again. It's a mangling. Mangling. Oh. 13 footer for a double, but God, this is a bad second back nine. Get in there. Will. There nice. It is. You rolled it in. We'll act like that was your your birdie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just delete. If you get on the, on the <laughs> yeah, it's basically a carbon copy. There With we go. Bird and one over. What? A All bad. right. Played played much. That was the par for me. So played much better on the back. Let's see these. Yeah. So three under on the back for me. Seventy four total is two over. Will Brinson, uh, eighty four. But I think mm. you spent half of those on the green. So I won't hold that against you. Getting yeah, to I the mean, green was I would not necessarily that, a problem. For I mean, me. I would say I had four holes where just completely botched the uh the entire short game and the putting like i told you before i'm gonna favor this course hold on yeah save um, that the like i just i just botched it and there's nothing you can do if you're gonna if you're gonna three or four jack a, a hole yeah well will absolute pleasure tell us what's going on over at uh the pick six pod yeah we got a daily nfl content coming up with um you know lead up to the draft uh, if you need you know, prospect rankings, uh, dash of mirth as we recap uh, the latest news and notes around the NFL, we, we have you covered. And uh, we also have a show from 4 to 5 p.m. on CBS Sports HQ every single weekday. So if people prefer their video action, they can check it out there as well. Love it. We'll be tuning in. Lots of Masters content coming from the First Cut Pod. I want to thank Greg for joining us today. He's at the Real GFD. I want to thank Will Brinson. He's at Will Brinson on Twitter. I'm Rick Gaiman at Rick Run Good on Twitter. Follow us, tweet us, hit us up, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>